Thank you for taking time to listen to this week's message from Horizon West Church. You can find even more content, including video archives of this and other past messages at horizonwestchurch.com. And if you're in the Horizon West area, be sure to visit us sometime soon. Now enjoy this podcast from Horizon West Church. It's so good to see everyone this morning, and a special welcome also to those uh, joining us on live, uh, Facebook or YouTube. We're so glad that you tune in this morning, and happy Father's Day to all the fathers in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how many of us remember a decision that changed completely the trajectory of our lives. I don't know about you, but I, I remember a few of the decisions that I made in my life that just kind of changed my life forever. Uh, one is the decision to become a disciple of Jesus, to become a follower of Jesus. And I, I remember that day very, very clearly. It was in the middle of the night. Nobody preached to me. I was not at church or anywhere. It was just in the middle of the night. I was like, God, it's time. It's time. I was tired of running my life and doing the things that I wanted to do all by myself. And I'm like, God, I need help. And I surrendered my life to Jesus that night. Uh, I remember another decision that really changed everything about my life was uh, the decision to become a missionary, Uh, to leave my home country, leave my parents, brothers and sisters, friends that I grew up with, and go to a foreign place and to share the gospel of Jesus for the sake of the kingdom. I remember that decision. It wasn't um, actually that happened in the middle of crisis for me. I was right in the middle of crisis when God spoke to me and said, it is time. I remember that very clearly. Uh, another decision that changed everything, and for the good, again, is uh, the, the, the day I, I asked my wife to marry me. And I was so nervous uh, whether she would say yes or no. I was sweating uh, so badly. And I remember I took her to a restaurant, um, and I looked at the menu, and I started sweating because I'm like, I don't think I can afford this. <laughs> Uh, and uh, we made it through. I don't remember whether we eat there, but something happened. I think they, they said, you know, we have to wait for a long period of time before we get in. I'm like, yes. And we were able to find something else. Um, but that night was uh, a special night when she said yes. And then a year and a half after that, we made another decision to become parents. And that also changed everything. You, you know what I mean? Um, it changes life and, 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 you know, a lot of things in life. Another decision, you know, all of these are good decisions, but I don't want to say I made all good decisions in my life. There are decisions that I look back and I go, man, I regretted so much why I did that. 
all right? Uh, we have good decisions, we have bad decisions that we look back and we go, what was I thinking? Uh, one is uh, when I was in high school, uh, we'll, you know, travel quite a distance to go to school, and that uh, there was a river uh, in between my house and the school, and when we go to school on our way back, all the guys and the girls will just stop and we'll just be jumping. There's a bridge over the, the small river and we'll be jumping over into the river and we'll swim. And I didn't know how to swim, but I, so it was like fun. You know, I see all these guys jumping in and, and screaming and having fun. So I decided, you know what, let me, t- <laughs> let me jump in. And I'm telling you, that was like the worst decision to make. You know, I jumped into this and the river was flowing high speed and I jumped in and, uh, and man, I almost ended my life. And somebody saw me, I would struggle to get my head up and I would go, ah! and then I would go in. And, you know, some people thought I was joking, I was playing and somebody was like, no, that guy is about to die. <laughs> this is not game, you know. So he jumped in and, and, and rescued me. Bad decision. And, and I, have, I, have, I have a lot more. <laughs> and I just thought that, is, uh, that one is fun, so I'll keep the other ones. Um, and I have to just throw my life out there. Yesterday, we celebrated another decision in our history as a nation a decision to end slavery, a decision that changed the trajectory of our country forever. You see, life is about decision-making. Life is about decision-making. Instead of an average person makes hundreds of decisions each and every day, ranging from simple to complex. We decide what we eat in the morning, Breakfast or lunch, that's depending where you grew up from. I'll say that. We decide where to shop. We decide the type of car we want to buy, a house. We have decisions everywhere. You see, the matter of fact is that, is this. Decisions, not intentions, determines the direction of our lives. You see, we have people, and sometimes we have good intentions, but good intentions does not necessarily mean that we will get the desired outcome. It's the decision that follows the intentions that produce the outcome that we actually desire. Right? I can desire to be, my intention could be to, to be a good father. I, I believe that every man wants to be a good father. Nobody just goes, man, I'm going to be a terrible father. At least the ones that I know. We, our intention is to be good fathers, incredible fathers, but intention does not produce the desired outcome. It's the decisions that follow that produce the outcome that we desire. So decision is key. You see, all of our joys and regrets in life are connected to a decision that we've made. Everything our joy, our delight, our success, our regrets, everything is connected to a decision that we made at one point in our life. And you see the differentiator is this. 
It's wisdom. It's wisdom. Wisdom can help us make a good decision. And lack of wisdom, we can make decisions that we look back and we go, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? So today we're going to spend time talking about wisdom. Wisdom. Proverbs 4, verse 6. Proverbs 4, verse 6. The Bible said, do not forsake wisdom. Do not forsake wisdom. And she will protect you. It said, love her and she will watch over you. Wisdom is supreme. Therefore, get wisdom. Get wisdom. Proverbs 24, 14. The Bible said, know also that wisdom is like honey for you. I love honey. <laughs> uh, wisdom is like honey for you. If you find it, there is a future hope for you. If you find it, there is a future hope for you. And your future will not be cut off. Isn't that powerful? Listen to what Ecclesiastic 7 said. Wisdom makes one wise person more powerful than 10 rulers of a city. Isn't that incredible? Wisdom is important. Why? Why is this so important? See, it's important because our decisions not only impact our lives, but the lives of the people around us. So we need wisdom because you know that other people will be impacted by the decisions that you're making. And why is wisdom important? Wisdom saves us from a lot of regrets. It saves us from a lot of regrets. Today, we're going to continue our series, The Summer of Impact, and we'll talk about a man who played a role in God's redemptive story. But we often don't talk about him. You know, there are the, the people that will read the scripture, and, and we talked about them all the time. You know, in the Old Testament, we know Adam and and you know, Moses and Joseph and David and all these big heroes in the Bible. And then the New Testament, we talk about Peter and the Paul and, and all of these people. But there are other people that really play roles, significant role in God's redemptive story in the Bible. But we often don't talk about them. And today we're going to look into a life of a man by the name Jethro. Jethro. Jethro was Moses' father-in-law, and he will help Moses make a decision that will impact not only his life, but the life of the people he was leading. It was an important decision, and Jethro will offer wisdom. He will offer wisdom to help Moses make a decision that will save him Regrets. 
So we're going to pick up the story, but before we do that, I just want to give you a quick backdrop of what is happening here. The people of Israel were slaves in Egypt for 400 years, and they cried out to God for rescue, and the Bible said that God heard their cry, and God sent someone to lead them out of slavery to the land of promise, and the man's name is Moses. God sent them a deliverer, and Moses came and, and led the people out of slavery, and as they traveled to the promised land, they traveled through the wilderness to get to the land of promise. Now, Moses will have to make decisions as a leader. He will, he will wrestle with so many things that were going on as he travels from the land of, of slavery to the promised land. And people will come to him with questions, with, with, with conflicts, and, and all that was going on, they would come to Moses and they would want Moses to help. The people complained. <laughs> the Bible said they grumbled. And they will come to Moses, and Moses will have to sit and figure out what to do. So as he was traveling with the people, leading the people to the promised land through the desert, Jethro, his father-in-law, heard all that God had done for the people. So he came to, to visit Moses and, and to see how the people were doing. So he brought his Moses' wife and his two sons, and they came to visit Moses. And the Bible said that Moses heard that his father-in-law was coming to visit him. So he went out, met him, welcomed him, brought him to the tent, and told him everything, and Jethro celebrated what God has done. And he offered sacrifices, and they celebrated, they ate together with the elders and, and all of that. And then the next day, Jethro would see something that was very concerning in Moses' leadership. So we'll pick up the story from there. I'll read the text quickly, and then we'll dive into the conversation this morning. In Exodus 18... I will read from verse 13. It said, the next day, that was after eating together, celebrating, telling all the story, the rested, and then the next day, Moses took his seat <clears throat> to serve as judge for the people. And they stood around him from morning till evening. When his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, What is this you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as judge while all these people stand around you from morning till evening? Moses answered, Because the people come to me to seek God's will. Whenever they have a dispute, it is brought to me, and I will decide between the parties and inform them of God's decree and instructions. Moses' father-in-law replied, what you're doing is not good. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves. The work is too heavy for you, and you cannot handle it alone. Listen now 
to me and I will advise you and I will give you some advice. And may the Lord be with you. You must choose people. You must choose people's representatives before God. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. Teach them his decree and instruction and show them the way they are to live and how they are to behave. But select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men, who hate dishonest gain, and appoint them official over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Few things I want to point out. The wisdom that Jethro would give Moses. And before he offer advice, I want to point a few things that I think is very essential for us if we are going to be people that make impact, not just in the life of people around us, but in the lives of many people um, in our city and around the world. The first thing that Moses did, uh, Jethro did, was he paid attention. He paid attention. Listen to verse 14. He said, when his father-in-law saw, when he saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he came, had a good time, and then the next day, he just went out and said, let, let me see what is going on. Let me spend time with you. Let me observe. He didn't quickly advise. He said, I, I, want, I, I want to see. And he spent the whole day from morning to evening. He just watched and see how Moses was doing life. He didn't jump to conclusion. He didn't just assume things. He said, let me watch. Let me understand. You see, wise advice comes with understanding. You cannot give wise counsel without actually getting a clear understanding of the situation. So what he did was spend the day and just watched. He watched to get a very good understanding. The second thing that Jethro did was he asked questions. He asked questions. Why? <laughs> he wanted to get clarity. Like, Moses, this is what I'm seeing. But just help me clarify. Because maybe I'm not, I'm not seeing it right. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm missing something here. Can you, just, can you just clarify for me a little bit? So he asked questions to get more clarity. How many of you sometimes think that you really get, you understand the situation and then you discover, oh my goodness, I was actually missing something. I don't know about you. It happens to me. It happens. So most... Jethro will ask questions to get more clarity. 
help me. It's what I'm seeing and what I'm thinking. Is, is that what is happening? And he gave Moses the opportunity to say, no, 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 no. That, that is not what is going on here. But he asked questions to get clarity. The next thing he did was he affirmed the good. He affirmed the good. Look at verse 19 of Exodus 18. He said, listen now to me, and I will give you some advice. And he said, may God be with you. He said, you must be the people's representative. He's like, Moses, this, I think this is what you should be doing. <laughs> he affirms his responsibility. He affirms his calling. He said, I, I believe this is what you should be doing. You should be the people's representative before God and bring that dispute to him. He's like, I'm, I, I am not stopping you from doing this. I see God at work in this. I see that you have a calling. I see that you are appointed for this. He affirmed the calling. And then, the last thing, he advised. Do you see what is happening here? He advised. After watching, Asking questions, affirming the good, seeing the good. And then there was an opportunity for him to teach, to advise, to offer wisdom. And see what he said in Exodus 18.21. He said, select capable men from the people. Men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain, and appoint them officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. I want to point out something here that was so important in the wisdom that Jethro offered to Moses. The first thing he said, Capable. He said, look at their relationship to task. Are they able? Are they able? Look at their relationship to, to task. And then he went on, he said, men who fear God, their relationship with God. Their relationship with God. And then he said, men that are trustworthy. <laughs> How is the relationship with people? And then, men who hate dishonest gain. How is the relationship with money? He said, these are the people you should appoint to lead, to guide, to also offer wisdom. 
You say, I don't know about you often. We look at relationship with task. All right? And if we get wisdom from people that only have good relationship with task, people that can get the job done but don't have any good relationship with God, we can be misguided sometimes. So he's telling Moses, he said, look, I'm offering you wisdom here. You're doing too much. You need to get people to come alongside you and help you. But here is what I want you to look for when you're selecting these people. Because if they give wrong wisdom to these people, that will create more problems for you. So he said, when you're selecting these people, make sure that they're committed to the task. But also they are committed to Yahweh, the one who rescued you from slavery and is leading you into the land of promise. Make sure that they have a good relationship with God. And he said also, make sure that they have good relationship with people. Make sure they have good relationship with people. Because our vertical relationship is as important as our horizontal relationships. We cannot just be about the vertical and neglect the horizontal, right? That is what the Bible said. If, if any of us claim that we love God and, and, and don't love the people that we see, how can, we, how can we say that the love of God is in us? So he said, look, when people that, you, when you're selecting people that offer wisdom, select people that have a good vertical relationship, but also a good horizontal relationship. And then he said, that is not enough. Look at how they deal with their treasure. You see, Jesus, Jesus spoke about this. He said, where your treasure is, that is where your heart is. And he said, if their heart is not in the right place, they cannot offer a good counsel. They cannot offer a good advice. So look at where their treasure is because their heart and everything of theirs is committed to that. And I think for us parents that we are given a responsibility to offer wisdom to our children. But my question for you is this. If you're offering wisdom, how is your relationship to task, how is your relationship to God? How is your relationship with others? And how is your relationship to the treasure that you have? You know, if you have a good relationship with task, your job, your hard working, and and all of that is great. But if you don't have a relationship with God, the only thing you can offer is just be a hard worker. 
which is good wisdom, but it's not enough. Because we can raise a generation that is just hardworking, but have no relationship with God, have no understanding of who God is. And I think this is a problem even with the children of Israel. Like the Bible will say, man, there came a generation that didn't even know who God was. Why? How is our relationship with God? But how is our relationship with others? Because we can, we can teach our children to work so hard, to be hardworking. We can teach our children to love God. But if we don't teach them how to respect and relate to other people, they will end up being religious. And religion is what actually creates problem in the world for the most part. Because we're not teaching our children to value and respect humanity that everyone is made in the image of God. And then he said, the relationship with money. When we teach our children about resources, what do we say? It's just, just make money, have a comfortable life, and that is it. What do we say? All that you have is a gift from God and hold it with an open hand to advance his kingdom and to impact the lives of others. Jethro gave Moses wisdom that would change his leadership and change the way he will lead. Now, how, was, how did Moses respond to this? Because it's one thing to offer wisdom. <laughs> it's another thing. Parents, do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> All right. My son is three. And uh, sometimes I would say, don't, don't do that. It's going to. And then the next thing is. It is one thing to offer wisdom. It's another thing for the other person to receive. To receive wisdom. Now listen to what the Bible said. In Exodus 18, verse 24, it said. Moses listened. (laughs) Okay. 
We have dads, we have parents, we have caregivers. We offer wisdom. And then we have children. And dads and caregivers, we, were, we are also somebody's child. Right? So, giving wisdom is one thing, but the person must listen. And the Bible said Moses listened to his father-in-law and, this is powerful, and did everything he said. He did. Right? And here's what the Bible said. So we should not be just hearers of the word, but be doers. You see, what makes the difference is the doing. Is the doing. So Moses listened and did everything. He applied what he was giving. Now my question for you this morning, whether you're a father, you're a child, your parents, your caregiver, do you have people in your life that offer wisdom to you? Or do you receive wisdom when it's given? Do you give wisdom? And do you receive wisdom when it's given? Why is this important? <laughs> because you are confronted with decisions every single day. And some decisions are life and death. And you need wisdom. You need wisdom. Decision in relationship, husband and wife. Decision about your career, what, what you need to do. Jobs. We are confronted with countless of decisions every single day. And we need wisdom. And when we apply wisdom, we can save ourselves a lot of regrets. We save ourselves a lot of regrets. And I'm not talking about any kind of wisdom, right? Because when you talk to the, to the Greeks, they have their own wisdom. Wisdom to the Greeks was intellectual. Like everything in the head, right? And then to the Hebrew, wisdom is not intellect. Wisdom is really how to apply godly principles into everyday living. Godly wisdom is taking godly 
understanding of how the world should live and live that way. So it's not just wisdom, but we're talking about godly wisdom, wisdom that is rooted in God. And listen to what James said, James chapter 1. Let's back down, James chapter 3, verse 17, a little bit. James 3, verse 17, listen to what the Bible says. He said, but wisdom that comes from heaven, the wisdom of God, but wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure. Wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving. Considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. I, I, I love that kind of wisdom. I love that kind of wisdom. Now, the question again is, do you have someone in your life that offers godly wisdom? Are you surrounded by people that will offer you godly wisdom? And when wisdom is given, do you receive even when you don't like it. <laughs> Do you receive it? James chapter 1, verse 5. If somebody is here, he's saying, oh, I don't know, I, I don't have, I don't think I have any wisdom. Well, James said this. Godly wisdom is not something that we just wake up in the morning and go, yes, I got Godly wisdom. James said, look, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. You should ask God. What James is saying here, he's saying that we are confronted with decisions every single day. And before you jump into that, take a moment and say, God, Will you lead me in this? Say, Holy Spirit, will you give me discernment? Will you give me understanding? Give me direction as I decide about the future. So if you like wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously without finding faults. And it will be given to you. I mentioned about one of the decisions that I made that changed my life forever was the decision to become a missionary. And I remember the day I went to my, this is Father's Day, but this wasn't my, my, my father, this wasn't my grandfather, it was my grandmother that gave me the wisdom that would change my life forever. I went to her and I said, Grandma, I am, and uh, and uh, I'll be somewhere in the world preaching the gospel. 
and she she just sold one of her goats. <laughs> uh, she sold her goats and she she took the money and she squeezed the money and put it in my hand and said, I don't have much, but I know God has called you. She gave me that. And she took her Bible and she said, do not depart from this. That was it. She said, do not depart from this. And um, that was the last words that I heard from my grandmother. Wisdom. Do not depart from this. The last time I saw that, she couldn't even remember me. Right? It's very emotional. She couldn't remember me, and I went to her. I look at her, she was, she was over 100 years, and I look at her, I said, Grandma, this is your door. You know, I use my travel name. You guys don't know that, it's okay. Uh, I said, this is your door. And she said, who are you? I said, this is your door, your grandson. She said, who? And I said, you remember the goat? You remember the goat? You sold the goat. You gave me money to go as a missionary. She said, no. Who are you? But I remember one thing. The wisdom. Do not depart from this. That is my prayer for us. that as we are confronted with decisions every single day, we will not depart from this. Because this is God's wisdom given to humanity, given to you as a child of God. We can find directions when we pray and we open the word of God. God will speak to us and today I want to pray with with you and I want to read Paul's prayer when he wrote to the church in Ephesus and I think this is so appropriate for us today and I just want to pray this prayer for each and every one of us today Paul said is therefore for this reason ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people. He said, I've not stopped praying for you. He said, I keep praying and asking, keep praying and asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom 
that he will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And he says, so that. So God will give you wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. That is my prayer. That God will pour his spirit of wisdom on you so that you will know him and you will know him better. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Horizon West Church Podcast. If you were inspired or encouraged by something you heard today, share it with a friend. For more information like our service time, location, and other info, be sure to visit us online at horizonwestchurch.com. Have a great week.